Friendless is a proud member of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network, which is in part sponsored by Connexus Credit Union and Direct West. My sweet babies, welcome back once more to a brand new episode of Friendless. Is that too much of a PewDiePie intro? I really hope it isn't. What did he always say? He said something along those lines, didn't he? Fuck. Am I even in PewDiePie? Oh, God. Um, welcome back to a brand new episode of Friendless, the only show about how to lose all your Facebook friends one hour at a time. I am, as always, your host, not PewDiePie. James Avramenko, back once more to ask what it means to be a friend in this hellscape of anxiety and retweets we call society. As Zack Snyder put it recently, truly, we live in a society. God, that movie looks dumb. The internet was a mistake, and the Snyder Cut proves it. (laughs) This week, I unfriend Vancouver actor, director, and artistic director, Caitlin Williams. We discuss quarantine theater, the brilliant idea of recreating the success of Hamilton, how to do the work when there's no work allowed, nihilistic visions of the future, staying loose with happiness, weaving in and out of each other's lives, the risks of site-specific theater, assuming people are cooler than they actually are, intimidating Leonardo DiCaprio, and so, so much more. It's an absolutely wonderful interview, and I just adore Caitlin. You are going to love this episode. But don't take my word for it. Just buckle up and listen for yourself. Stick around to the end of the show for some super fun updates about Friendless and some other side projects that are coming down the line. But that is then, and this is now. So for now, lay back and enjoy my interview with the one and only Caitlin Williams here on Friendless. So um, this week, I have a dear friend of mine from way back in the day, and it has been so fucking long. Caitlin Williams. Oh, my God. How the hell are you? I'm good. It's been so long. Like, I was trying to actually, after I reached out to you about this interview, I was trying to remember when the last time we saw each other was. And I I know it it must have been around debts. Like, it must have been right, which is like, good Lord, (laughs) three lifetimes ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first one I feel like is, um, like almost I think maybe ten years. Yeah, <laughs> which I don't even want to. I don't even want to say that. But when did you move away? Uh, so let's see. I want to say I moved out of Vancouver. Uh, if it wasn't late twenty thirteen, it was early twenty, like mid twenty fourteen. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's well, been like I'm seven sh- years. That's that's bananas but i'm sure i saw you <laughs> since that at some party or something but right of course but but you're right that's probably the most like concentrated time that we last i was also together. having like a very i mean for my part i was having a very reckless time in that <laughs> in that period of my life <laughs> i was i was I, shall we say i was a little looser than usual and so um in more ways than one but um but <laughs> so, you, so the memories might not be as sharp <laughs> Exactly, a little foggy. <laughs> you know, well, that's my that. excuse. I don't know. <laughs> I like to say I'm just like you know the edges are a little rounder. Yeah, you know? yeah, like... yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it. 
But um, so how, like, what have you been up to? I, I know, I know, I mean, which is such a, like, what an open-ended dumb question. <laughs> no, so no. what have you been up to for seven years? But, um, but what, from what I understand, you're now the artistic director of a theater company, right? Yeah, I am. That's fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. So what, um, what led you down that path? Uh, oh my gosh. Um, well, I'm still in Vancouver. I stayed in, I've been here. I've been here the whole time. And what led me down the path? I, I don't know. I just keep following the path. And then yeah. this is the way the path has unfolded for me as of late. It's really recent. I just got this job um, in mid-September. Wow. So uh, it's very, very fresh. And I feel like I'm definitely still finding my legs. Um, and that would probably be true. Uh, like any time that you got a new big job, but right now uh, I, it feels particularly what, acute. Yeah. What's it like to step into like uh, like a theater position like when there's no theater? <laughs> yeah, kind of like existential and weird. And, uh, like many days of kind of staring out the window like, what am I doing? Sure. What are we doing? Um, yeah. What is it like? There's obviously all sorts of um extra challenges but mm -hmm. I try I'm try I, I really believe like where your focus goes that's where your energy goes so I'm trying yeah. not to dwell too much in all of the hard things because they present quite easily and often <laughs> 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 and so I'm trying really hard to just consider this as like all the opportunities that uh that are afforded to us in a year where the like theater industrial complex usually grinds it out year after year. Right. Yeah, and yeah. so to have a pause, a forced pause and a chance to examine and take stock and yeah. reimagine the way that we work that like what an incredible opportunity. Right. That's, that's such a beautiful perspective. And it's something that I felt like I was, um, I felt like I was expecting more of maybe, mm, maybe, mm. you know, when you looked at like the, the, the bit, cause you know, it was sort of like March into May were sort of like weird holding everybody's sort of domino canceling. And then right. May to like August was obviously the biggest sort of flare up of, you know, right. lots of, lots of, you know, firings and quittings and, and all the kind of protests and, and, and justifiably so. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, and then ever since then, I, it, it, I can't help but get the feeling like a lot of, um, a lot of theaters are just biding their time to wait until the sort of flames die down and then they can just go back to business as usual. Um, and it's really worrying in that capacity, right? Yeah. Um, because uh, yeah. we're still not addressing the um the 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 thing for me is the boards, mm. <laughs> right? Oh. I don't I, I don't want to put you in any position to have to speak <laughs> too much, but like, yeah, yeah. you know, the the idea of like the the because I find that um board people haven't stopped because they're not part of the theater world, and so right. they're sort of like, why aren't you still productive? We're still productive. We're in oil and gas, or we're in mm. potash, or mm. whatever mm. it is mm. we're in, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I have a couple of thoughts. Um. I I can only speak to my own experience and what I know from the inside of the company that I'm working for. So I can't I can't really know what's going on. I I hope that they're the same kind of conversations that are happening at my company are happening at other companies as well. I really sure. do hope that. It's such a tricky thing to know right now. Like um to be quite honest, one of the things I'm probably most afraid of is being accused of being performative. Because yes. 
because to me, I'm like, and when I really try and dig under that, I'm like, why am I, why is that such a fear? And I think it's because it would call into question my integrity and, mm-hmm. and in a public way. And that I would, I don't know, that just, I, I'm really afraid of shame. that. I don't know why shame. Yeah, probably shame. Yeah. And so anyway, so, so to try and figure out how we share publicly without it being performative while still in the middle of the thing yeah um is a real tricky tightrope to walk right um so so part of part of my i guess ethos is i would rather like put my head down and do the work and like show you by my actions that the work is happening rather than just like i am quite statement fatigued for example (laughs) no no more statements or just sort of like empty vague promises let's like just put our money where our mouth is and like actually get to work and do the thing so that's what's happening behind behind i don't want to say behind closed doors like but behind the scenes i guess um, at my company and, and gosh, I really hope it's happening at other companies too. And maybe they're also like walking through that tension of how to yeah. share that work. That is so like the self-reflective work companies need to do is super, um, raw and yeah. vulnerable and, and anyway, but I don't know. Well, you hit these walls too, right? Because you, because there's, there's wanting to show the work that is and will be done, but then there's also you're not able to do work because (laughs) you're not able to make theater. And so, so much of this becomes this recursive loop of, of yelling at people to do better, but, but not being allowed to do the work. Right. And, and so we're, you know, I find the theater art industry in general, you know, music performance of any kind, you know, anywhere where things gather are, are in a really tricky spot where, Mm -hmm. where they want to do better. And they, they're, you know, I know a lot of people who are trying but they do hit this wall of like, like you say, and I agree wholeheartedly, like, you know, the time for declarations is done. Now it's, to you know, time to show you, but there's no ability to show. Right? Yeah. And so it's like, it's a, it's a, it's a head trip. That's for sure. I, <laughs> I really like, I really tip my cap to you, you know, Thanks, like yeah. to, to just trying. Right. I think it's incredibly brave of you and incredibly, you know, necessary. Right. Like, so. Thanks, so thanks yeah. for being one of those people who's keeping it going, right? <laughs> yeah, we'll see. It does, yeah, when the days that are hard, I'm like, wow, okay, we are, I'm tasked with not only keeping the company afloat in the middle of a pandemic, but also sort of transforming and innovating the way yeah. that we share work while also becoming like truly equitable place. It's <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Oh, geez. Um, Do you find... Um, do you find yourself interested in digital media with theater or do you find yourself like very justifiably resistant to like filming plays or things like that? Yeah. Good question. Um, You know how many people have told me (laughs) this becomes a running or has become a running joke. So many people have told me when this comes up, they're like, you know what I saw and loved Hamilton. Hamilton was great <laughs> film, and that's their number one piece of advice for me right now right. is just make Hamilton. Why don't you make Hamilton? Like, <laughs> oh, oh, so oh my amazing. god! I didn't think of that. <laughs> it's honestly like if I had a penny for every time someone's told me that I could make Hamilton right now. Um, <laughs> but I am. Um, I am naturally, I would say, 
resistant to the digital transition because to me it's it is antithetical to everything that I love about the being in the space embodied breathing beside the people that are witnessing this story and that we're all in communion together so so having an art experience through the screen hasn't uh yeah is definitely not what I would naturally um you know, be drawn to. That being mm-hmm. said, I I acknowledge the opportunities that are there, and I think I have I have witnessed some things that have been, um, you know, not film, but but theater film hybrid, you know, in a mm-hmm. in a way, and that have also spoken to me. So I'm I'm trying to be open. I would say, like right off the top, totally. early days totally honest actually James like in March when the pandemic happened and I lost all my work and all my contracts were gone and yeah I was like I'm out this is it (laughs) done exactly I am so out I'm not interested in you know a filming theater or whatever this is going to take to Mm -hmm. get through this time and no one's going to blame me if I leave theater now in a pandemic that's like a perfect opportunity it's kind of an easy out it's a yeah. very easy out i've been looking for an out i think about quitting like every day so this My is God, a really good out yeah um but then uh i don't know this thing happened where the pandemic was also sort of those early months was also sort of clarifying about mm. what about i guess how nothing is certain and nothing is promised And if that is, um, if that's what life is, then don't I want to be doing life, doing the one thing that I love more than anything? Yeah. I don't know. It just sort of put everything into perspective in a really stark way. And then at the end of it, I was like, shoot, I still want to do theater. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, you know, that's such a beautiful summation. Um, That's actually something that I've been really grappling with a lot recently i actually have had um i've been having these really bizarre like i don't know how to call them they're almost like pre-dreams like you know when you're sort of like when you're falling asleep and you're still awake but your 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 brain starts going elsewhere you know as you're sort of watering off and and i've been having these these sort of reoccurring you know not visions it's nothing like that but it's like just these thoughts of like okay we are these little monkeys that are just like trapped on this rock and this one rock is just hurtling through eternity and and it's like it it, we're nothing inside of nothing and this is not to be uh, hopeless this is not what i'm driving at but it's like it's like we are we are we get this flash in a pan to live on this rock in the 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 center of eternity and and we're worried about like taxes and mm-hmm. and like and like summer homes and <sighs> bitcoin and you know like politicians and we're worried about like what some people do with their genitals to each other and we're worried about mm-hmm. what they do with their own like we 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 fill our minds with these worries that mean nothing you know mm-hmm. and then and then so many people myself included stop ourselves from doing the thing that we love because we tell ourselves well it won't make money or it won't make us famous or it won't make us loved or it won't right. do this or that or the other thing right and 
and you know so it's like i am working really hard i am I'm, I'm coming back to this thing about what you're saying about like no it's theater i want to do and i think that that's exactly right you know and it's like it's like we only get a finite number of days so you might as well spend it doing the thing that makes you happy because like you don't take any of it with you yeah. so right you know yeah, so yeah. it's like money or experience either way you're dead at the end so you better enjoy <laughs> what you did with it you know yeah I'm just trying to hold it all loosely too like this is an adventure I'm gonna say yes like I said I kind of just have this philosophy about following the path or like being yes. in flow of where this next thing is taking me and then I'll keep I'll just try and walk out and trust and just yeah. keep going and then if it stops it'll stop and I'll I'll do something else exactly well but, and that's you know yeah no that's spot on with the thing about like that's what kind of got us here to Saskatoon. You know, right, we, right. just, we almost kind of yes ended it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, okay, okay, let's try it out. You know, and, totally. and some of it's worked, some of it hasn't. But like, what what works one hundred percent of the time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't have an answer for this, mm -hmm. so I'm gonna rely on you if if you have any of it. Um, I would love to hear if you remember how we met yeah yeah i don't really have a, a <laughs> clear memory either it's just it's like just you just like morphed into my life and then but <laughs> but you know what i i did start to take stock because as i was thinking about that question um I realized like you and I, our lives have weirdly kind of like woven in and out. I don't know yeah. if, if you have taken stock or if you even remember all these things, but so yeah, we must've met at theater school at yeah. some point. Like my, I feel like my first memory of you is like your laugh in the lobby, right. <laughs> which, which, I love, asshole, which right? I love, which I love. Yeah. Like, Cause I feel like you were, you were maybe a year below me. Yeah. At least one, yeah. or, maybe yeah, one or two. two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but then, okay. Do you remember that we lived in the same apartment building? Yes. yes. <laughs> the Colony that, Park Manor, which yes. is like, like the, the worst name. Yeah. <laughs> in the retirement home. The retirement home with remember there was the furniture in the front lobby was oh chained to the wall. I'll never forget that. <laughs> it was like weird old person furniture that they changed the wall in case like we stole it. Like right? I didn't understand that. Now did you know that was my very that was my very first apartment in Victoria? That was the wow. very first place I ever lived. And it was actually a, a, a friend of the family's place. Right. And they rented it to us while we found a place because we weren't supposed to be living there yes it was a it was like a non-rentals you're not allowed to rent yeah. yeah yeah and it was even like i'm pretty sure it was like you're not supposed to be under 65 <laughs> <laughs> so we were getting the stink eye <laughs> i kind of remember that like you kind of didn't you kind of get in trouble yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, they like, there was like some old bitty who was reporting us. You know? It was a pretty intense place to live. Yeah, I lived there for three or four years. My parents, so my parents bought the apartment, and then my oh. roommate, and because I was, they kind of flexed the rental rules a little bit. If you were the like, you were the progeny of the, the person who the owner right? was, so yeah. I was allowed to live there, and then I was allowed to have a roommate. <laughs> but that was it. But it was such a you know, apart from the uh, 
like neighbors giving me the stink eye. There was a pool. Yeah. There were so many yeah. laundry machines. Remember how yeah. big? Like my apartment was so big, oh, and I God, was like, "You, was amazing." That was I was the that was only the second place I lived in Victoria, and I just oh didn't know God. that was probably the nicest place I lived. <laughs> right though, for many many years. Oh my God, it was like this weird like it was almost it it felt like a Hobbit hotel to me yeah. because it it felt like it was sort of like overgrown yeah. and it was like oddly like it was oddly buried in a hill even though it had multiple stories. It was such a weird place it i was. love that building yeah yeah and then um my brother lived there after me and he mm. used to joke um and then my parents tried to sell the apartment and then they had trouble selling it like the market went down and it was hard to get rid of so my brother was kind of like stuck in this apartment <laughs> so he used to joke it was like you could only leave if you got another family member in and so i i was able to leave but then he was stuck and he was like trying to get my cousin to move in so that he could leave <laughs> It was kind of creepy. So there's that. So we both live in the same apartment building. Yeah. Speaking of my brother, you and my brother somehow yeah. became friends and big and love. Worked, yeah, big love. Worked at the same cell phone yeah, store. Yeah, he, he, he got, got me the job at Wireless yeah. Wave. Yeah. From <laughs> um, from literally from <laughs> it was so funny because we were he came to see debts okay. and uh, and we were we were hanging out afterwards and yeah, yeah. he's like, "How are you?" And I was like, "Not good, man." <laughs> Yeah, you know i was just like i just broke up with my girlfriend i have no job i need to find a new apartment i was like shit is in the air <laughs> and he's like well man you know like uh there's an opening at this wireless wave store he's like i'll put your name forward to, you know just uh just phone the guy and uh you know and, and so i got the nice. job it was amazing it was the best oh my god yeah it's a i i'm sad I'm glad for him that he doesn't work there anymore, but I miss yeah. him being able to get me sweet cell phone deals. That's for sure. Right. Oh my God. I miss those. That's yeah. For sure. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And then we were, we actually lived in the Bayswater house together for a little bit. I'm pretty sure. Do you remember that? Bayswater. Okay, Bay oh my God. Yes, we did. House. Yes. We did. Oh my God. I forgot that you were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Well, we were like roommates kind yep. of. Yeah. Um, that was, was that not, was it, was that when it was it you, me, and James? Yeah, James, other James. I'm pretty sure James it, was, it was me and the Jameses. Kate and oh the my Jameses. god, that's right. And I remember. Oh my god, I was so <laughs> I was so intimidated by James Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, like, I like i like literally got like really i would funny. get like nervous around him i'd get like sort of like hi james you know and i'd sort of like and then i'd like run to my room you know that's like the main memory i have of you in that time is that you were in your room i was just always in my but room also i, I feel like maybe you would just come back from barkerville yes and you were you were maybe having like a bit of culture shock almost coming yes. back to the city. I was reacclimatizing yeah. for sure yeah, because yeah, I literally, right. I'd been alone for five months in Barkerville. Yeah. And so I was just yeah. like, I don't know how to interact with people. I just like, yeah. I get too stoned and then I feel weird. So I go in my room. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I knew I could pick up that vibe. So I was yep. just, you know, let you do your thing. Oh um, and then we... I went and lived in Barkerville, so we share that That's as well. Right. I also spent five months in Barkerville. And then that place is hell. <laughs> 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 oh 
this is literal hell. Like it's it's like it's, it's a great idea, and I respect all the people who do yeah, it. And yeah. I say nothing, I'm not saying anything bad about the people, but like no. just the concept of that contract and what you do up there that that's hell. You it, know? Like, yeah, it was. There was definitely some really tough things. <sighs> um, I what could I say about it? Again, like following the path, I'm glad for the adventure and for the experience of what that was, and. I'm quite inspired by the art that happens yeah. up there, like in Wells with the, the art galleries and the theater and totally. all of the cool people like making stuff happen up there, which are pretty, um, yeah, inspiring, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I did love, like, I just remember like, reading books outside and being in the mountains and, yeah. and that whole experience was really cool. But yeah, the day to day kind of grinding it out, um, oh, <laughs> historical <man>. interpretation <laughs> oh, part of it was, um, was, was tough. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's what I'll say about that. But I really <laughs> made some really good friends and, um, yeah, and miss them. And, yeah. and I would like to go, yeah, I'd like to go visit, but yeah, I probably right. didn't do, wouldn't, wouldn't necessarily do a contract again, no. I guess. There, but again, no I'm glad for the I'm glad for the experience. Totally. Um, and then that brings us to debt. So that's like, look at all those things, James. We, I know. And maybe there's other things that I'm forgetting. But so so, I know I'm probably going on too long here. No, but, it's great. But uh, I've got to I got to archive the history of Abermeckel right? in my life. Right. Yeah. So then it's, we get to debt. Yeah. And. I like just fell so much in love with you. Right. We I had, mean, oh my yeah. God, it was so much fun. Like, yeah. especially the first year, but both years were just like so magic. They were. Did, you did the second year, right? Yeah, That's, yeah, it yeah. was the, yeah, okay. It was, it was, um, it was Dan who, who, who didn't do it. Yes. Yeah. He right. did the first, I get kind of confused right. between the years, but. Yeah. They cool. sort of blend, but it was just like, I, I remember, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's funny that you list all these things because it's like, I, when I, when I think of, you know, my friendship with you, I basically just think of death. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. I just remember just being like, "Holy shit, is Kaylin Williams my best friend?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes, <laughs> I, just like, I just like having the best time, <sighs> yes. and then, um, but then now that you're listening to all these things, it's like, oh yeah, of course we were great friends because we had all these incredible little like all these little you know, sort of like deposits in the bank yeah, leading up yeah. to that. But but I don't think before debts. And I don't really know exactly what the takeaway is here, though. But like before <laughs> debts, before debts, I didn't really know you. And yeah. then through that experience, I was like, oh, man, I love James. And, <laughs> and I loved your character. And oh I loved God. you in that oh. show. Like, I, I just remember you being so good in that show. And yeah. and yeah, it was kind of, that was a that was a, you know, it was a special experience. The whole thing. Yeah. That was a really magic time. Yeah. I, you know, it was, that was actually my last show for like, for like six years. Oh, wow. I didn't do any theater for the longest time. Like I didn't do any theater in all when we lived in Calgary and I've only done one, uh, two plays now in, um, in Saskatoon. Yeah. And so it was like basically debts and I was done kind of thing. And, right. uh, and I did feel like, oh, this is a good one to go out on. <laughs> you know? was like, it was really weird. You know? It was yeah. pretty weird. I was just telling, um, I was telling Ben, my husband, the story of the show before we got on this call, and <laughs> I was telling him about the night that someone, like every night. So 
I know Debts has come up on your podcast before, but yes. for people that don't know this this seminal piece of Vancouver theater history, it was a play, it was uh, site-specific set in this heritage house in the West End, downtown Vancouver, and we would do two shows a night, and it was, a, it was kind of like a haunted house play uh inspired by Edgar Allan Poe stories and mm-hmm. um and you'd like follow that the, yeah. the audience would follow the actors through the house as yeah. they were like killed off or yeah. whatever happened yeah it was super cool and um so there so there as it went on it got kind of more intense and I remember there was mm-hmm. this one part where I had to like scream like blood curdling scream out the window and then I remember one night I don't know if you remember this but someone in one of the West End apartments got out on their balcony and were like go home we don't want you here anymore (laughs) they were were yelling at us um because fair enough like they didn't want this twice a day every day every day for weeks happening this like screaming and all this carrying on in the West End Yeah. um anyway it was good it was good time. i remember that i remember them i remember the next day they had they had like lodged a complaint against yeah. the like house and then they had had to kind of bicker about like okay what do we do with the volume <laughs> i think i had to, i think i was instructed to scream quieter yeah, yeah. <laughs> could you just scream at top volume yeah, a little quieter yeah exactly you just like fear for your life at a reasonable yeah. level yeah yeah no make it believable yeah it's gotta be you gotta sell it still but uh just you know but just, just don't don't anger the west end neighbors <laughs> goddamn west end <laughs> fuckers i wish i hope you screamed louder after that <laughs> i remember being like quite uh yeah i was worried that I yeah we were gonna get in trouble or get shut down so anyway that is good memory so yeah that was that's like my most that's I think like I say yeah when we became close close friends and when I fell yeah. in love with you and my last memory that really pops that I wanted to share because I don't think you would know this but I remember seeing okay do you remember this electric company show called you are very star that was at the yes. planetarium yeah okay I worked on that show and I remember it, I think it was opening night and there was some sort of party and I remember seeing you and Jenica yeah and Jenica was like kind of grabbing you by the hand and like leading you through the party and you were both (laughs) like laughing and you looked so beautiful and so happy and I remember just being so happy when I saw that (laughs) I remember being like oh I love that yes look at how happy James is yeah oh that's so nice that was actually our I think that was like our second or third date. It, it looked was like, like really it. It looked new. fun and yeah. cute and shiny. Now we're now we're all now we're just comfortable and dull. And <laughs> <laughs> married. That's what happens. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just watching Netflix. Yeah. But no, 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 but but that's so funny. I, I remember that that date really well. And I remember I I, I swear, I swear we saw you there. I swear we talked. We yeah, must have. probably. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that, that show, that whole experience was really, that was another really weird one where you like it was really weird. went around the science center <clears throat> yeah. and like did little activities and stuff. I remember yeah. they had set up a, they'd set up somebody on a phone number and so you could text them throughout the week and then they would like, <gasps> they would like text you stuff and it would be really weird and you'd be like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, it was, I, I was. during the intermission there was a like scavenger hunt basically the whole audience Mm. could do so I was in charge with these two others of setting it all up and then running it during the 15 minutes and then tearing it down and it was a huge amount of work to set this up Uh, but I remember seeing adults like we had like a one of those like pop bottle rocket yes when you like 
launch the pop bottle into the air or whatever. And yeah. I remember adults like running up to do that and watching adults play. It's just, the joy. <laughs> it's just like the joy <laughs> of watching adults play. I was like, this is worth it. This is good. Direct West is a proud partner of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. Are you a business owner looking for new avenues to promote your business? Direct West's digital billboards are a great opportunity to highlight a new product, new promotion, or anything else you'd like your customers to know about. You can get local, expert marketing help for your business at directwest.com. So my first question is like uh, sort of the really the root of this whole show, right? You know, I mean, the, the question of this podcast for me has essentially been like, have I been a good friend mm. and and how do you be a good friend? And so um, if I'm going to answer that question, you're going to I'm going to have to figure out what it even means to be a friend first. Right. So um, so I'm I'm always curious to hear the answer to, the, to this question of um, how would you define friendship? Mm. It's such a good question. It's such a big question. You sent it to me earlier this week, so I've been thinking about it a lot. Um, and it's an interesting question to be pondering in this moment as well. This yeah. week, I was really missing my friends. Like, yeah, like ache deep level. Like, oh, yeah. what I would give just to just a hug, yeah, a hug, and just be hanging out with my yeah. with my girlfriends. Um, so, for me, when I thought of a few things, but. I guess what it came down to was was just committed relationship is really what it what it feels like at the end of the day like the people yeah. I'm I'm lucky I know I'm lucky to have some really deep and long friendships my uh kind of have a group of girlfriends who are like ride or die really tight one of them mm -hmm. since I was 10 years old and now she has two babies and like oh my god yeah just a lot of life and a lot of I don't know, like highway behind us, you know, that we've walked together. Sure. So there's that kind of level. I used to call it um, <laughs> when I was younger in, I don't know if you would know this reference, but in Anne of Green Gables, she talks about her bosom buddy is her okay. like, best friend. Um, sure. And it's I mean, probably I know the, the term. first, I don't know if that's Anne probably Green the Gables first Anne of Green Gables <laughs> reference you've had on this podcast. It is. I like, I appreciate it. Yeah. And um, LM, LM, what is it? LM Montgomery I on think here? So, yeah, yeah. Great. But so I used to, my term for that was a spirit friend. And I was like mm. somebody who is like deep in your spirit, like that you are connected to and kind of like linked to and um yeah. and I'm lucky to have those those friends but then I also have like this kind of wider net that I also deeply value and I would include you in that kind of circle of like community mm -hmm. right of, yes of and and uh to me I, that's kind of what life is about and yeah. um so I don't know it's got how would I define it it's like a uh, family and it is kind of like meaning of life almost I would say yeah. like I think um you know romantic relationship gets placed on this pedestal in our sure. culture in our society and I think there's some conversation now happening around like examining that and examining mm. all the ways that your romantic relationship or your partner is does not need to be the one and only like soul like the primacy of that relationship can yes. also be um i don't know like examined and is that 
there's things that my friends can give me in terms of relationship that my partner can't necessarily and that's okay right to put everything on your one partner your romantic relationship i think is not healthy it's not healthy and it's not giving um credit to all those other relationships that we have in our life so so my friends are deeply important and feel like uh yeah, I don't know. Very life giving those spirit. Yeah, for sure. That's wonderful. You know, I I think you raise a really nice point too about this idea of the community that isn't like, you know, I think sometimes we accidentally put a lot of weight on like everyone. If 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 it's not a deep intimate relationship, then you're basically not a friend, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And and I think we're actually in a really, you know, I don't know if I want to call it unique. I just I know I can only speak from this perspective. Is that like we're in a great position to have the opportunity to be friends with a lot of people. Yeah. Um, it actually is sort of the 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 part of theater and the part of art that I both love and sort of hate is that um, it creates a lot of sort of one strand relationships and and i i'm always looking for more and i'm always feeling like if i'm not creating more i'm being a bad friend and this is sort of part of the things i'm trying to reconcile with myself is like um because you know i i i i I really love people and i find people infinitely fascinating and i always want to learn more about every person i meet because i'm always like oh my god you have all these incredible stories in you and and tell me everything and oh my god right you know but 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 that's also like impossible you know it's impossible to do and it's exhausting and so but when you when you're in theater you know you kind of get you get new friends every time you're in a show and you and you form these bonds and it's sort of the exciting thing it's also the tragedy because at the end of the show they're gone you know yeah and then it goes back to work it's like um summer camp yeah summer camp every time and the relationships you would make at summer camp that were like so so deep and so intense in a week and then you just but they don't i don't know if in theater they totally go away i guess that's what i'm saying is that um it does sometimes feel like a blessing and a curse. It's like I have a little bit too much community sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like leave me the leave me alone. <laughs> There's so many people that I'm just like you. Like I'm kind of obsessed with people and yeah. love them so much. And so I I guess part of my thing has been uh, becoming okay with the fact that. Um, like you and I might not talk for seven years, but I still yeah. have like deep, deep love and connection and that we can just hop on the phone and talk and it'll feel like no time has passed and that's okay. Exactly. Well, and that's just it too. And that's something that I'm, that's something that this show has really taught me is like, just because you're not present all the time doesn't mean it's gone. Right. right and, right. and, and I think both people, you know, have to hold, I mean, I can't speak for other people, but I can speak for myself. Like I have to hold, I have to, I have to trust that. Right. Like right. you just have to trust that. Just because you haven't spoken, that person you know, doesn't hate you. Right? And also, you know? Yeah. And also to not um, underestimate the value of, of like little check-ins. Yes, you know? exactly. Like a text or a message or a hand thinking of you, I think mm-hmm. um, can go so far. Yeah. And, and, um, and perhaps we don't do that enough. Yeah. I know for me, I, 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 I talk myself out of that stuff because I'm always like, there's also lots of dynamics, right? Because it's like, you know, I'm a married, I'm a married man, you know, what what am I doing? What am I doing messaging people? You know, right? (laughs) But but is that what we have to kind of, uh, I don't know. I was going to say, is that what we're we're kind of 
questioning like you are exactly. a married man you do have that relationship yes and and she obviously is this very important relationship in your life but yeah. you also have these other relationships that you're kind of intend attending to or investing in um but you're right you want to kind of be thoughtful i guess and not right. um, well and i just don't want to you know and it's like you you know it's like you never know like text and and internet in conversation is so um bizarre to me right because yeah. it's not it's not conversation in my yeah. in my opinion yeah, right you yeah, know it's yeah. not it's not how i converse with people and yeah. so it's like how, what am i conveying here what am i showing what am i saying because i'll i can never know and so like people like i i often get a little bit of shit from my emails and stuff because i'm very i'm very accidentally terse in my emails <laughs> because i i don't really write an email the way i talk because if i wrote an email like i talk you'd be it like would be ha, six ha, pages ha. right <laughs> exactly you know and so so it's very like here is the information goodbye and so people are like oh no james is pissed about something and it's huh. like no like i ah no I, that's not what I mean at all, right? I, right. So, so yeah. So, internet, internet speak really messes with me. Savings, checkings, GIC, budget, RESP, RRSP, TFSA, mutual funds, credit score, emergency funds. Variable versus fixed rates, compound interest, retirement. The list goes on and on. It's time to make sense of it all. At Connexus Credit Union, they want to help. Financial literacy is a critical life skill, giving you the knowledge and confidence to make smart, responsible decisions about your money. Visit ConnexusMoneyTalk.ca to find expert advice tips, and solutions for all life stages and events and increase your financial literacy knowledge and confidence today. We've sort of touched on this already, but 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 uh, I'd like to hear if there's like a specific one. Um, what is your most vivid memory of our friendship? Hmm. Yeah, I think it, it's from debts and it's from just us like of that experience of doing a site-specific show in october outside mm. in the cold yeah. and like us remember that scene we had to kind of like huddle together like we were scooby-doo yeah. teenagers yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um and yeah just sort of the i don't know the way that that whole experience uh fortified a number of relationships I feel like definitely um is the most vivid memory I have you know what I always think about from that time I always remember uh when Brian would play the piano before the show and we'd all sing yes. Disney songs yes, yes. so good <laughs> so good shout out to Nod right yeah. and I remember <laughs> I remember, I remember kind of getting in trouble for singing too loud because they were like the the audience is waiting. They can, can hear us singing like Little Mermaid before this <laughs> background bow show is not quite the vibe we were going. To, not, not, not really setting the tone. To set. Yeah, and I guess also you know earlier I was trying to say like what was the what's the takeaway from this whole story of of how we like had all these encounters but didn't really know each mm -hmm. other and maybe well, I don't know if this is reaching too much but something in like I guess I, I I didn't know how to be friends or like connect with you because I thought you were really cool and 
and we were kind of different because I was really yeah. not cool. <laughs> and then you realize, actually, I'm a big nerd. <laughs> well, I just realized, um, no, more just actually, like, yeah, who you were. And not that you're not, you are still cool, but <laughs> <laughs> but that there that to not like discount people or not like think, yeah. oh, I can't be friends with that person or that person wouldn't want to be friends with me. Well, and I definitely, I mean, I appreciate that immensely. I also just like, like, I don't, I don't feel cool, right? Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't, like, I thought I, like, I'm more standoffish because I'm like nervous or right. like embarrassed or like, I'm, you know, I'm, I, um, I'm always really self-conscious about like, oh, don't, you know, like just, just leave them alone because, mm. you know, like they're better off without you, oh <laughs> you, <God>. know? <laughs> oh you know, so that yeah. whole, like, you know, you're so cool. I'm like, oh fuck. I just, I felt like a fucking loser through most of my life. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, so, I mean, it's very kind of you to say, and it's also like, yeah. Well, is that I kind of know. like, it's again, a lesson or like revealing, yeah. I suppose of, of how we're perceived but then also totally. what's actually going on and it's a it's a good lesson for me to not not project those things necessarily right totally. yeah totally yeah 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 the person you think is cool is actually a big fucking loser <laughs> <laughs> that is not the lesson uh <laughs> they're cool in a different way they're right, cool right, right. and it, they yeah. want to be friends with you exactly everybody wants to be friends oh my god that makes, <laughs> that makes me think of i um i i i had like a tiny bit part on the revenant yes. years ago yes and, um, i've heard you talk about my, it but i have my, not seen it so so my laugh made it into the movie i am eternally oh proud of that oh i am gosh. immortalized in an this alejandro is what i am watching tonight i cannot wait. <laughs> you will hear my laugh it echoes across the plains <laughs> it calls the bear the bear the bear the bear was like i heard something what's that what's, what's that, that? <laughs> but um but so i was on set for about a week and um um look for me i'm i'm, I'm one of the french trappers okay. i um but um so um on set you know like leo's like kind of down the way from us and you know he's he's totally isolated right because right. we never actually cross paths in the in the script he just kind of watches us and then and then uh, saves this indigenous woman and stuff but um but uh he um he would always be so far and between takes we'd be like do you think do you think he wants to come over and say hi <laughs> <laughs> we'd like tell ourselves the story that he like he really wanted to come say hi to us but he was too intimidated <laughs> and he was like he was like he, he thought we were the cool ones and that's why he was keeping his distance <laughs> oh my god oh my gosh that's amazing Anyway, that's the story we told ourselves. Uh, none of it was true, but uh... <laughs> I don't know if he is cool. <laughs> you know, I, I, I. The jury is still out. The jury has never come back for me. They, they left one day in 1997, <laughs> and they never came back. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, all of these, all these fellows are being examined under a new light. Yeah. And, the, you know, I mean, that's the thing is that it's like, you know, I, I, I've, I've always or I've tended to like his movies and stuff, but like him as a person, not not uh, not sold. How yeah. about that? You know? Yeah. yeah. Just jury. I think jury's out. That's good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> 
this is a this is this is the doozer, right? Because you know it, it's really it's really the 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 what do you call it? It's the the future of of everything that we do. Uh, you know, we've talked about what are we going to do when we get out of this, and and are we ever going to get out of this, and what even is this, and where am I, and <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> but um, but when all this is, you know, or sorry, I actually I should say, you know, this isn't over yet. Yeah. So. So we need to accept that we're inside of it. And what do you think that that situation uh, dictates in what it takes to be a good friend in 2021 and then moving forward, whether it's staying in quarantine or somehow miraculously getting out? Right. Um, well, I'll, I'll answer for what for what it takes right now while we're in it. And then maybe, yeah. that, maybe that answer also applies when we're out of it, but there's so much that I can't even imagine of what the other side of this will feel like. So, yeah. so I don't, I don't know, but for right now, I feel like being a friend right now takes a commitment to, to be kind of like tenacious and inventive. Yeah. <laughs> so, so because we can't physically show up. So it's like, how else can I show up for people? And um, like I was saying before, like being, following up those impulses when someone pops into your brain to, to check in or shoot them a note or reach out in some way. I think that, I think that's like pretty vital right now because otherwise yeah. we're just going to slip. It's going to be, it's, it already is so easy to, um lose seven years yeah exactly <laughs> exactly right and yeah. that's in the in a different time when we weren't yeah. like, mandated to stay apart so <laughs> so i don't know i've been um like a couple of my friends have uh started a movie night on the weekend so there's like a different different person chooses a movie each weekend we watch it together we like text during the movie or we text afterwards yeah. about what we thought um another friend like made these baskets over christmas that were like different it was very these this was like very ambitious i thought but they made these baskets of like it was basically like an advent calendar like you open a different thing each day and there was a different wow. like event or something that you would do that day that was pretty amazing oh i know God. i know i haven't see i'm i'm lucky to have these friends right um i'm not doing anything like that my things are much smaller and more modest <laughs> but but i don't but like i said i don't think they can be underestimated right now yeah i think a phone call like just i started calling people like just calling yeah. people when i thought of them and the kind of beautiful thing of the pandemic is everyone answers because everyone's yes. on their phone no excuse and everyone's at home and everyone's kind of available and yeah. so i've had lots of great phone calls and catch-ups um with people uh including this and and i love that right i and i think that's kind of that's what i mean about commitment like you kind of just have to do it like yeah practice it that's been something that's been really reoccurring not only in the show but just in my general kind of thoughts is like it's not you know i think we have it in our head that if we're if we're going to do something it has to be grandiose right, right. we have to make these grand <laughs> you gestures. have to do an advent gift yeah, basket with exactly these dates yeah. And, yeah and it's like no like you just have to be nice it's all you got to do 
you got to just be nice, you know, yeah, and like, like in the littlest, in the littlest way possible. All if it's just a nice text, yeah. that's so like that's a, so enough. Some some effort. It makes me yeah. think to yeah, right? another sort of I don't know thing. I try and practice is if if I have appreciated someone's art to also always do that. Uh, yeah, like you say, like if you put your work out there and no one ever says anything, yeah. Um, how lonely that can be and so same kind of thing just like this, these practices that i think are more meaningful than we would than we could ever know for the person totally and i know that just because i have when i have received it it's meant everything to me exactly and that's free like we can just do that <laughs> yeah it's free that's the thing it is so cheap to be nice <laughs> yeah and it's like it's nice but i think it's also maybe even more active than nice it's like intentional mm. and um a practice yeah it's very like much active so. practice yeah ah uh, caitlin <laughs> you're just the friggin best i i just oh, like I'm jimmy so, i am just so <laughs> i'm just like i am so grateful that you know i get to call you a friend mm. and like and it makes me like this this conversation has made me miss you even more, you know, like it's like, it's been so wonderful. And it's also just made me like incredibly sad. Like um, just thinking about like, fuck seven years, God damn it. You know, like, you know, and, 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 and just the life, like the worlds that we've both lived through know, and, and are still, you know. <laughs> yeah, there's quite a, quite a lot has happened. <laughs> right. <laughs> in those seven years kind of like a but whole new life like, yeah yeah god damn but uh i just like i adore you and mm -hmm. i'm just like i'm like i say i'm just so grateful you know to be your friend and uh fuck you know i feel like i feel like we could talk and talk and talk and talk and i it, it like really hurts to have to like do this last part here now <laughs> but let's be honest like facebook is the worst is the worst this is not the most painful part i think no and no i just i just you know just i just a symbol of it exactly well that's just it and i just want to make sure that like you know, we, we, we are clear that we still follow each other on Instagram <laughs> and we can still talk any other way. Yes, as, right. as often mentioned at the end of your show. Right. But I don't even think as I um, like, yeah, you should go ahead and do it, do the thing. But I, I like I hate Facebook so much as everybody <laughs> does. And I have like the most <laughs> fraught. I don't know if I have the most fraught, but I definitely have a fraught relationship with all social media and I'm often totally. quitting, quitting it. And a few years ago, I just quit my whole, my old Facebook. It's the one that we're on friends with now. I only started a few years ago. And so that's right. it doesn't even feel like I have no emotional attachment to it at all. <laughs> I have no, like people get memories that like pop up or whatever from the old yeah. days, but I don't have that because mine only started in 2017. So like, I have right. like three photos and like, <laughs> and just, and I don't even know if we, well, we were, I, I guess we are friends, but, but anyway all that to say yeah. i don't have a big attachment to this that's good yeah. well then this will make the next part easy <laughs> okay here we go caitlin williams <laughs> we are no longer facebook oh. friends <laughs> <laughs> that's good that leads the way for more genuine connection
And that is it. Thanks again to Caitlin for coming on the show. I just adore her. I love her so much, and I wish nothing but the best for her in the future. If you liked this episode, tell your friends. Share the links. Review the episodes. Look, I can't do this alone. I need your help. Every little shout-out helps, if only just to give me the emotional boost I need to get through another night of anxiously asking myself what the hell I'm doing with my life. <laughs> Follow the show at all the usual social media haunts at FriendlessPod, or email me all your loving thoughts at FriendlessPod at gmail.com. In some really fun news, Raised by the Movies is finally ready to launch. The show about me and my wife, Jenica, going back and watching old movies and figuring out how they messed us up as adults is finally here. The first episode will be live one week from tomorrow. So if you're listening in real time, that means Wednesday, March 3rd will be the first episode. Maybe we'll say it was Raised by the Wednesdays. <laughs> No, we we won't. That is a terrible idea, James. But be sure to look out for it on all your podcast feeds. It is going to be an absolute blast. The whole first season is centered around the Disney Renaissance movies. So it's so much fun. But that's it for me. I could drone endlessly on about all the other things I'm toiling away at. But honestly, I'd rather just have something worth sharing rather than invite you into the recursive anxiety loop I usually live within. So instead... I will just wrap this up by saying, as always, I will catch you next time. But next time is then, and this is now. So for now, I love you, and I hope you have as great a week as you possibly can. Take care of yourselves, and tell someone you love them. Then tell someone else you love them too. And then if you're really brave, tell a third. See what happens. <laughs> All right. I'm out of here. Fun and safety, y'all. <laughs>